Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, there's a great article in the paper today. It was research done by Standard Life, a report they put out. And large numbers of people want to keep working uh, when they hit the traditional retirement age, which is 65, by the way. And then you get, of course, your pension when you're 66 years of age. More than half of the people intend to stay in the job once they reach retirement age, even if they are financially comfortable, according to the research from Standard Life. And the findings indicate that retirement is becoming an outdated concept. Research from the Standard Life report shows that many people don't want to retire at 65 and that retirement, according to a quarter of people, is an old-fashioned idea. A quarter of people believe it's an old-fashioned idea. The report says that many people keep busy and active and they regard their job as a great way of doing this. They work to beat the boredom and to keep their mind and body active. Also, the stress... Uh, the social interaction is a primary reason for staying in work. And, or they stress, or I should say, not their stress, they stress. That social interaction is a primary reason for work. In other words, they go to work because they have friends. They have a social group in work that they enjoy. And you can imagine somebody who's a little bit older. Maybe their husband has died or their partner has died. And they go into work because maybe that's the only outlet they have for somebody, other adults to communicate with. And, and they want to stay in work. And the report also says that people find that it's discriminatory and ageist to force people out of work at the age of 65. Now, let's be clear. In the private sector, you keep working until you fall down. Unless, of course, your employer has a retirement policy and many expect you to go at 65 years of age because most of them do have a policy. Uh, close to four out of ten people have no pension. Now, most of those six out of the ten that do have a pension are probably in the public sector because they all have a pension. But in the private sector, the majority of people don't have a pension in place for when they retire and will rely on a state pension, according to CSO. So for financial reasons, many people might not want to retire. They want to keep working. Retirement will be mandatory for most of us, unless, of course, you are self-employed and you can keep working if you're self-employed as long as you have a pulse and you're able to do it. And most private sector companies have a policy of 65 all public sectors, of course, have compulsory retirement at 65 years of age. Um, they did plan to extend it to 67 over the next two years, but that idea was kind of shelved by the government after public outcry over the last few years. 52% of people, according to the report, want to remain in work until their late 60s. But sadly, the downside is uh, it keeps jobs occupied for younger people who want those positions. But the argument makes no sense to me. See this argument that, well, you know, if somebody stays in the job till they're 70 years of age, that's one less job for a young person at 22 years of age coming into the civil service. That doesn't make any sense because they still have to retire at some point. So it doesn't matter. That group of people are still retiring. So that new group of people will still come in. It might delay the process by two or three years initially once off in one generation. So if we extended the retirement age, let's say to 70, mandatory retirement to 70 in the public sector. Right Now, you could take it at 65 if you want, but if we extended the mandatory retirement age to 70, it just means for a five-year period, in one generation, those younger people won't have those positions. All right, that's all it'll mean. It's not a huge deal. We could actually make more positions for them if we really wanted to be serious about it. So, I want to talk... Now, of course, you do lose your redundancy entitlements when you reach the age of uh, 65, Unless, of course, you have a specific deal with your company for early retirement. Uh, and some people do, and they will get that. But should we scrap the idea of mandatory retirement? In other words, should we scrap it completely? Because, or maybe even move it to 75? Because nowadays, people 
at 65 years of age are not the same as people. When we brought in retirement, uh, the retirement age of 65, going back uh, probably 100 years ago, people at 65 were very different to people at 65 now. We're a lot healthier now. I'd like to think most of us are anyway. We do live longer. And even, it's not just the, the length of time that we live as human beings. Our quality of life is a lot better now than it would have been uh, when, you know, 100 years ago, when people were kind of old and frail at 65 years of age. Now we're quite healthy. We know a lot more about the food we eat, although you could argue with that. We know a lot more about exercise. And, and also, you know, if we need a new knee or a new hip, we can go and get it in a hospital where we wouldn't have done that 100 years ago. We would have just suffered in silence and been in a lot of pain. Uh, so, should we move the retirement age or should we scrap the mandatory ret- mandatory retirement age completely? Now, if you want to retire at 65, retire by all means. But I'm saying, should we, re- should we scrap the idea that it has to be mandatory, that you kind of must go? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Are you looking forward to retirement? Most people are not. Bernie, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Bernie? I'm grand and I'm bionic. I'm delighted. Yeah. <laughs> Bernie. Okay. Remind yes. me of, now, it's rude of me to ask a lady her age, but I think you've told okay. us before, so it's not that rude. Okay, so, no, I'm 62. Um, I retired out of nursing because we were given voluntary option uh, when I was 54. Okay. And uh, I continued working then, you know, in a different sector. And uh, it, it was a, a nice, we had no choice, really. You know, they were looking to get rid of 10,000, I think, at the time, so... We've kind of fit, we fitted in the criteria, right? Um, I do miss it very much, and I am sitting well now. My hip is a bit of a bother at the moment, but that's okay. That's part of aging. But I am able to take care of myself. I'm able to drive. I'm mentally, I feel very alert. I'm able to continue uh, carry out any task I would be offered. I can still walk and climb mountains and swim. So I don't see anything wrong with my physical health and well-being. Um, and it's nice maybe to come when you come to 60 to have the option of maybe reducing hours but still being able to be actively involved in the workforce. Yeah, no, I don't give me... By the way, I want to make sure that I reiterate, I'm not suggesting for one minute that you can't claim that, or that you shouldn't be able to claim the pension once you get to 65. So if you want to retire, well and good. But this idea that you must retire at 65. Yeah, that, that should not because I've seen really healthy and very, very mentally, very good people who are very good at helping the young people come up through the ranks who are inexperienced and helping them with experience. Their life, their life lessons have taught them a lot and they have valuable information to pass on mm-hmm. and to, to grow a job and a business that maybe, you know, is not being seen now due to the technical era, you know, te- the technica- technological area. Yeah. Whereas people who actually went hands-on and did everything at, face, at the coal face have a lot more to give from a practicality point of view. I mean, I'm lucky in my industry because, you know, a lot of people of older than me are still working away doing what I do. I mean, you've got Pat Kenny and Joe Duffy's 65. And they're amazing. Yeah, and Pat Kenny's in his 70s. Uh, You know, and and these people, Marty Whelan is another classic case as well. These people continue to work on because age in our job doesn't make a huge amount of difference. Once you can talk and once your your mind is still there, you can still do your job. But there are some jobs, like say say Garda Shia you couldn't really be a Garda at 70 years of age on the beat. No, but you could be a very in the background. You, you know, could, you could probably, yes. Like, yeah. You know, you know, like this new, uh, you know, all these areas that need to be looked at, um, you know, for, for the Garda, you know, that they could maybe work. Investigating behind the desk, so to speak. Yeah. yeah the, the, Fraud. Very valuable information and very ha- helpful information to pass on. And, you know, they, they, you know, how road systems work, how codes will crash, how things de- are dealt with properly and, you know, respectfully of everybody, you know, involved. Yeah, I can see that. that. Yeah, you know, see, and and they would be much easier to they would need to deal with that, you know, 
rather than having to run after somebody who's stealing something in a shop or some, you know, or, uh, or do, doing all that. They'd have the practicality and the because mental... Yeah, because you're right, because not everybody's going to want... So there will be enough positions because not everybody will want to do it because according to this research, only 52% of people believe that they should work after the age of 65. So the rest of them are quite happy to retire. Yeah. And, and that's your choice as well. Obviously, the choice is there, and it's a, it's, a, it's a great choice to have, you know. But I mean, health issues do come in. But I mean, there is so much new modern treatment out there that, you know, you could t- continue working. I mean, my mum was eighty-seven, and she said to me, "I'd nearly go out and work at night, and you'd do a night a week." Yeah. Just to get the communication, and she's a, she was a nurse in her time, and she said, "Just even you know, put somebody to bed or to." give out a t- medication if they allowed her. You know, she's still mentally complimentous and she's well able to be independent. You yeah, know? that's right. She, you, I think yeah, you had suggested to us before she wanted to do vaccinations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's where they're at. But yeah. they, unfortunately, they don't have the modern training and technology for that. Yeah. So, but they have the practical skills. They could fill out the paperwork, maybe. They'd have the time to talk to people who are waiting in the vaccination, you know, taking their details. You know, they're very valuable. Their information that they would very quickly pick up. And there's a financial aspect to this too. Many people want to continue working because financially they have to because they don't have a pension. Um, and yeah. you know, and it's not surprising, by the way, that the majority of people in the private sector don't have a pension. Public sector, of course, do, but private sector don't. And that's not surprising. So they'll rely on a state pension of 220 or whatever the hell it is yeah, uh, at this stage. It's, it's not lot, enough money. It's not a lot of money. No, no it's not. Especially if you come in the modern world from having, say, 500 a week down to 200. It's a big jump chunk out of your salary that you were, you know, you're, you're, you're on a pension. Well, there's a lot of modern expenses like, you know, private health care and stuff like that that we wouldn't mm-hmm. have had a hundred years ago. I mean, if you go to America, for example, and, you know, I've been there many times, you know, it's not a big deal to see older people working in stores and shops and, you know, people of 90 years of age sitting on a chair at the entrance of a shop greeting people, etc. Those kind of jobs are packing the shelves or, you know, I mean, it's not unusual to see that, to see that. No, and I, I and they're very, they're, I mean, they're very aware over there of older people working. Mind you, there is a cost over there. You know, you've got private health care. So they work to get the benefits of, of their job. Yeah. Like, we could look at it much differently and, you know, be the country that maybe has the go-ahead and the forward-thinking to incorporate all people into the workforce that yeah. are willing to do maybe three hours a week in a shop or five hours or ten hours and that they're, you know, they're reciprocated with some form of salary that will make them feel important and part of society. Instead of kicking the curve at 65 and saying, there you go. And you are, bl- you know, people do blank you once you reach a certain age, you know, yeah. Unfortunately, that's the way society has gone. Once you're over a certain age and a certain vintage, people don't see you anymore. And well, can you can you imagine you... working in a job where you're fit as a fiddle, you're fifty or you're sixty four years of age, coming close to your sixty fifth birthday, and you're doing a great job, you're pr- productive, and then your boss turns around to you on your birthday and said, "Listen, great, thanks for the last thirty years. Now off you pop." Yeah, I mean, no, it'd be miserable, wouldn't it? It'd be a big, huge shock to your system. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're used to going in the door. You have a purpose in life. You know, your job gives you some, you know, your family obviously are the first priority, but your job kind of gives you a purpose and you're a part of the society and you're part of life. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're sitting at home twiddling your thumbs, you're not really, you feel you're missing out. Yeah, no, and I know some people want to do that and that's fine as well, you know, but stay there for a second because Breda, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Breda? Oh, where's, hold on, where's Breda gone now? I think I've lost her there for a second. Oh. Uh, oh, oh, there you go, wrong one. Sorry, Breda, go ahead. How could you lose me? I'm sorry, I didn't lose you, Breda. It's all right. You haven't been lost. I thought you were floating out there in the ethernet somewhere. You give it to him, Breda. <laughs> Breda, I mean, is, it, is having a set age of 65 for retirement a bad idea? Is that ageist? No, I don't think it's ageist. I think it's an, it should be an option. Like, some people don't want to work into their late 60s, early 70s. 
you know, people plan ahead and want to retire early so they can off, go off and do other things, see the world. That's fair enough, yeah. Yeah, and whatever else. So, you know, I, I, I don't think it's an age thing. I do think it should be an option that you can either take it or you can take it and still do two or three days a week. Yeah. In a little place just to keep you busy and outside. I'm going to become a dominatrix when I'm when I retire. You're going to become a dominatrix. Yeah, yeah. Very good, very good. You're going to well, tie people to ceilings and stuff like that and <laughs> whip them and beat them. Yeah, that's all I have to do. Yeah. <laughs> Put a little lead on them and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and what else? A gimp mask. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, Rita. This is daytime radio, you know. This is daytime radio. Well, I didn't say anything rude. No, I know you didn't. Um, I did. Sorry. Oh, did you? I didn't hear you. <laughs> yeah, you're grand, you're grand, you're grand. So, by the way, what brought that into your head? I'm just curious, Rita. Yeah, I don't know. I just popped in now. You know, it's coming into my head for no reason. <laughs> well, the oldest dominatrix in the country, probably, Rita. Or maybe there is older ones. I don't know. No, but I, I think I'd look very good at the same time. Yeah, with, your, <laughs> with your boots and leather. So, Bri- oh. so Brita, I mean, but is it, you said it's not ageist, and you're right, there are many people that choose to work into their late 60s, 70s, because they're fizzes fiddles, and they want to do it, or for financial reasons, they continue to do it, or they don't have a pension set up, maybe, and they're relying on a private or a public pension. But, but when we say it's 65, because that is a mandatory age in the country, is that not ageist in itself to say you have to give up work? That is ageist because, I mean, if you're fit and well and able and want to carry on, then you should, you should be able to do it. And as that lady said, you have the wisdom and the knowledge that young people coming into a job don't have, you know. And it's, it's something that, you know, I think should be looked at in jobs. If, like, if they can continue to work in the job, like as you said, the guard, can't have a 70-year-old guard running after a 15-year-old. Yeah, but, he could, oh, but, yeah. but Bernie is right. He could move into fraud. No, I, I don't mean he could commit fraud, but he, he, no, could, he, <laughs> he, he you know, he could move into a different department where he's not running around. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think it's very important that uh, when you get to a certain age, you're not pushed out and and put away as if you're, you know, you're you're no good anymore. You're no use because you know we've all learned from from people ahead of us how to do things and you know wisdom and. You know, I, I think it's vitally important that that's all kept alive and well, especially now with all the technology and everything that's... Absolutely, because I'm listening to you two, you know, Bernie and Breda, the two Bs, and you're very wise people. Oh, thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. Oh, <laughs> you're such a charmer, Bernie. Yeah, yeah. yeah he I, is, honestly. I'd, empl- I'd employ the two of you tomorrow. Would you? I would, I would oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. TV dominatrix, what did I do? Yeah, I, I'd get rid of Ashley and Ruth and I'd just take the two of yous on. <laughs> I can make tea and then he can make lemon, it'll be lemon like, cake drizzles. It'll be like that programme that used to be on RTE. Remember Live at Three? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the golden years, yeah. Remember, oh. the, the average age of the audience was like 70. <laughs> Somebody said to me, when you walked into the studio, it smelled like a hospital ward. <laughs> oh, my God. No, we don't smell like that in our house. <laughs> <laughs> we we smell gorgeous. We're pulling in the younger ones now. You know? um, oh, yeah. Who was it used to do it? Derek Davis and your woman. What was her name? Oh, Thelma Mansfield. Thelma Mansfield. Thelma Mansfield. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Now, she's aged very well as well. She had a lovely voice. It was She'd stay on the radio. Yeah, yeah. She had actually a lovely voice, Tell Yeah, yeah. I don't know what she's doing now, actually. I don't know. I know poor old Derek is not with us anymore, but... No. Yeah, but... But what happens as well, another thing that happens is sometimes, you know, when you're sick, my husband died. Like, I didn't have any... I have no life partner. So you're kind of... 
you know, your kids are great, but you don't want to be, you know, in their head all the time either. So getting out to work and having a meeting with other people is very important as well if you're a, a widow or widower as well. Yeah, of course. You yeah. know, and, and I find that is also an important part of life because friends will, not meaning it's anything, but they have their own lives. And if they have their, their couples move on and sometimes they forget about the person who's on their own. Yeah. So it's a kind of, it's, I find a new job is great for giving you the incentive. Like I started a new job there a few weeks ago. I'm only doing lunch break cover, but it's fantastic for getting me out and about. Yeah. And meeting people. Well, you're I'm, only I'm a young one. Yeah, but I'm meeting, I'm meeting people and I'm, it's so good. Like, you know, yeah. you're talking about stuff you never, it would be, you know. Um, Brida, what are you great. doing? What am I doing? I'm Kevin Crick. Oh, oh, that's so sorry. We, oh, I forgot. I keep you forgetting that. Oh, I know. No, I'm sorry. Like, you know, you're, oh, no, you're no. Here now. I, 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 no, I'm, I'm getting old. I'm 57, Brady. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I mean my mind is out of here today. You're off. You're off here <laughs> now. That's you gone. <laughs> oh, I've just clarified. Thelma Mansfield is now an artist. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Ooh. I say she does lovely stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what made you say that? Just because you saw her on the telly. <laughs> well, I think she's good eye for colour. She always looked really well. Because she looked well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was she was good at putting on her makeup, so she must be good on the on a canvas. Breed, I'm so sorry for forgetting you were cabin crew. Sorry. There you go. How dare you do that? Yeah, how dare? Oh, she does it to me all the time. You know, it's just filled me down again. You know, what can you do? Yeah. By the way, are you in Aer Lingus, Breed? Did I ask it? Yeah, yeah. See, but Aer Lingus tend to. I mean, they've always been in a situation where it doesn't matter. You know, as you're getting older in Aer Lingus, they didn't mind cabin crew being a bit older. No, no, no. And they, you know, they like it. Yeah, you have the experience, and you have, you know, and we and we, we mind ourselves, and we, you know, we present yeah. ourselves very well, and you still look you know. well. Yeah, of course, yeah, we yeah. do, and we're all very proud to put on that uniform and go into work on a, on, on a, well on a daily basis or whenever we can at the moment. But can I just say yeah. the one thing I've learned about COVID is it gave me a taste of what it would be like to be retired. Yeah, and. In the beginning, I kicked and screamed against it, but it's amazing as time goes on, you get yourself into you do, into little ways of doing other things instead. Like I repainted the whole house inside, I've done all my garden front and back. You know, I found things to do that I wouldn't have been able to do a lifetime ago. Oh, hold on, the seagulls are attacking Bernie. Yeah, I'm, I'm in an air square. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, where do I walk the next place? Although, but at least you're not like the cabin crew that used to be on that airline I went on years ago, Aeroflot. Oh, oh my God! You know, I, there was these Russian ladies. Now they were big ladies. They looked like men, to be honest with you, right? They were big women, right? And yeah. they would come up and down the aisle, and they didn't. You didn't have food. Now, don't get me wrong. What you got, what you paid for, right? It was a cheap flight, and you go to America, and you go. They go up and down the aisle halfway through the flight, the nine-hour flight to America, and they go, "Would you like milk or orange juice?" And that was it. That was all you got for the whole flight was oh milk or orange juice. Oh, my God. You know, Air New Zealand have lovely ladies who are a little bit more mature as well, and they're really nice and patient with you when you're flying, you know? Yeah. And it makes you feel very reassured. It's nice to see. Yeah, I think Aeroflot's gone now, by the way. They were they were aptly named at the time because they'd crashed so many times. Aeroflop, I think, was the nickname they gave them yeah. at the time. <laughs> Listen, ladies, thank you very much indeed. Brida, you look, and Bernie, look after yourself with those seagulls. Don't get attacked. You've got to go into a break. After the break, I'll continue this conversation. Should we scrap the mandatory retirement age? How could you not let, continue to allow people to work like Breda and Bernie once they reach that age? Gosh, you'll have to keep them there. Hi, Niall. Love the show. It's Liam here. I'd have to say on your topic of return at 65, certainly it should be voluntary. And if you're fit and healthy and past medical fit by an independent body, there should be no reason why you shouldn't be allowed to stay on. But having said that, 
the majority of people who stay on working after 65, not all, but the majority do it for financial reasons, usually because they don't have anything else, only the state pension. Yeah, I, I would agree a lot would do it for that reason. And they also do it as well for social reasons. I think people might want to stay and work because sometimes it's all they have. I know of one instance, and I'm not going to go into it in too much detail, of an individual I know who worked till he was in his late 70s and his wife had died quite, you know, a few years previous. And he did the same job all his life. And that's where all his friends were. That's where they were his family. His, his work colleagues were his family, essentially. His, his own kids had grown up and moved on and he was on his own. And, and the reason he wanted to go to work was not for financial reasons, because I know he was well off. He didn't need the money. And, uh, but he went to work because that was his life. That's what he loved doing. And he loved being with people. Okay, the number's 87 188 John. Oh, how you doing, Al? Good, John. I mean, this idea, and it's a good report, by the way, by Standard Life, saying that, you know, 52% of people would like to continue working after 65. You know, so, I mean, this idea of a mandatory, you know, retirement age, I'm not saying you sh- everybody should be entitled to the pension at 66 or 65, or it used to be 65, now it's 66. Do, do you think that we should abolish the idea that you have to take it? Um, yeah, because, the, as I said in my text earlier on there, if it's 60 or 70 years of age, all you have left in your life is your job. Then mm-hmm. that's a waste of a life. Mm-hmm. Because there's more to life than work. Oh, work I know, is important. I agree. Yep. It's important for financial, you know, monies and all the rest of it, and security and all the rest of it. But if it becomes your sole purpose in life, and that's it, you just wake up in the morning for your job, what is the point of living with that, living forward? But some people enjoy that. No, some people just don't want the idea of. Let me let me give you, let me give an example. Paul, of becoming a nobody. Okay, let me give an example, a classic later example on, of that later on in life. Yeah, but let me give you a classic example. Paul McCartney, mm-hmm. one of the richest men in the world. When I say yep. one of the richest, he's, he's up there at the top, right? So he's minted. He doesn't need oh, yeah. any money, right? But he still wants to gig. He still wants to write music. He still wants to work. So, And he's in his 80s. I mean, well, I think he's 79 or 80 now. There's a classic example of sometimes how a job is very important to people. Yeah, but if you look at most people in the music industry and in film industry, they don't see it as a job. Some of them just see it as something they want to do in life and something they can carry on but with. But that's what I mean. For a lot of people, that's no, the case. No, but some people, it's not a job. They don't see it as a job. They don't see it as a kind of, a, a, you know, I have to put out a record here to get so much money for during the year. Some people who go into film or go into TV are going to say, no, this is something I, this is my passion in life. This is not my job in life. This is my passion. And this is something I want to continue on in my 60s, 70s and 80s and 90s. And God, if I make it to 100, then I'll do another album if I can still do it. <laughs> yeah, do I, think you know pa- I, mean? I think Paul McCartney it's will be pa- doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's a passion. It's a passion. You know, but Paul McCartney has a passion in life. But when you're just going to the office every day, the mundane office every day, just to keep yourself you know, from being bored or that's your life or that's just the way, you know, you get up every morning because that's it. You're being conditioned to do that all the way through your life. What is the point? You mm. don't have a life then. You don't have anything. Mm. No, you know, I do, no, I do, I do, I do get life. what you're saying. All right. I understand you what you're saying. You have to balance work and life and work and life in life. I and that, and by the way, see, that's fine. And, and I, I completely agree with you, by the way. It shouldn't be all about your job. Of course it shouldn't. And you should be able to enjoy your life at some point and relax and take it yeah. easy, right? Take a back seat. Yeah, absolutely. But, but maybe some people just don't want to. And that's fine too, right? So what I'm saying is, 
let's abolish the idea of it being mandatory because the suggestion by this report is that a lot of people believe that it's ageist and it's discriminatory. No, there's another point to that. I mean, if you just say to somebody at 60 or 70, you can work till you're 100. If you want to. If you want to. You can go on past 100 if you're just <laughs> totally compass and you're absolutely fantastic. You can go on till about 200 years away if you live that long. The point about it is there is young people there who need jobs. And at the end of the day, if an older person keeps, you know, adding on years and years to their work and life, well, then the young person who is looking for a job is not going to be able to get that job or not going to be able to avail of it. So you do have to balance out that side as well. Like some people have to, you know, stop at a certain point and then some people... Uh, so you, so you're saying, in. particularly in the public sector, for example... In any sector. It doesn't matter to me, public or private. The fact is, the matter if, you know, you have to, you have to say to somebody, right, 70 years of age, you have to go because we want to take on younger people. We want to give them a chance to become that 70-year-old who can retire. You know, everybody Well, then, OK, should we extend chance. it? Because, of course, human beings now live healthier than we did 100 years ago when the 65 years of age thing was kind of brought in first. Do, do you believe that maybe we should extend that now to 70 or 75, just I in case? I would say, I'll be honest now, I would say 70 years of age is long enough to work throughout your life. And if you live for the next couple of years, enjoy your life. You know, because you've, you've raked up enough money over the years to be able to live comfortably after 70, go on a, you know, go on a holiday or whatever the case may be, enjoy, you know, enjoy the, grand, the grandkids or this kind of stuff. That kind, yeah, or enjoy the family life or enjoy, and you know, just enjoy life as it is. I mean, the last thing at 70 years of age is you want to continue to get up and just keep going to the same job time and time again. Unless you're like Paul McCartney, who's doing it as a passion. That's a different story. But if you're doing it as a just a mundane, a mundane job, no. Okay. Just retire at 70 and just enjoy your life. Right, okay, okay. For the rest of your life. No, I get you, say. I get you. No, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, John. And yeah. I, I, I wouldn't like to think that somebody would be in a rut, in a, a job they didn't particularly enjoy too much, but just felt that it had become a habit in their see, life. That's it, Niall. There's a lot of people who have authority jobs in life mm-hmm. and hate to give them up because then they become nobodies. Are you, Dom, I don't know what age you are. What age are you? I'm 50. Ah, oh, you're a young fella. No, I'm on the way. I'm, I'm over the hill. <laughs> no. I'm over the far side. I'm talking to you from the far side of the hill. <laughs> gotcha. Well, you seem to be the happy Christian again today. Anyway, listen, thanks, John. Thanks for that. Okay, keep texting. Keep WhatsApping numbers 087-188-0008. Niall, I worked with a lady going back, oh, God, 10, 11 years ago. I'm 40s. I was mid-30s then, early 30s. She had actually, the, the company we were working for had set their retirement age at 64, I think it was 64. Um, and she she didn't, you know, when you get contracts and stuff, you don't really read the nitty gritty as such. It was only a small little, it was only a canteen like in, a, in an industrial company. But um, they came to her literally two days before she turned, turned that birthday to let her know that they were going, she was going to have to finish up in two days. She got no notice, you know what I mean? They didn't come to her weeks beforehand to prepare her. She absolutely cried her heart out on her final day. And she didn't even get to say goodbye to half the people that, you know, she would have dealt with, the customers and stuff that used to come in. Uh, they didn't give her any time. They literally wanted her out that door. And she had never married. She never had children. She was an only child. Um, she was going home to nothing. She used to come in for visits every now and then when the staff would be on their lunch because she had nothing to do. She's heartbroken. Absolutely heartbroken. Paul in Clontarf says, Hi Niall, I can't wait to retire. I've been driving a bus for 30 years and three years, counting down the days, 1st of June 2024. Bring it on. 
Now, Paul, see, see, what I'll say to you is you've probably got a good pension, a decent pension. So for financial reasons, you mightn't have to stay working anyway. Um, if you're a guard, for example, you work for 30 years and then you have to retire, no matter how long you're there, by the way, or you once it's 30 years, and you get a decent pension. For a lot of people, I suppose, they don't have that pension. And it's quite shocking, actually, the amount of people. Obviously, public sector workers do have a pension. Private sector workers generally don't have a pension. So they're going to be relying on the 220 they get from the state. And for a lot of people, that's not enough. They want to continue working for financial reasons. And then there's other reasons why people want to work, because they just want to keep working. Let me go to Megan. Megan, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Megan? Hi, how are you, Niall? Good. Megan, you believe it shouldn't be mandatory? No, I don't. Um, I'm just thinking of myself. I'm in my early 30s. Okay. But when I get to 65, I don't even know if our mortgage will be paid off. Uh, our kids will probably have just left. We've just had a baby. So, like, like we're 10 years behind, say, the gen- my parents' generation. Yeah. So it's just to be told at 65, right, off, off you go. And you might not be secure enough or ready to go. Yeah, well, you won't get a mortgage past 70. Isn't that the oldest you can get a mortgage in this country anyway? Isn't I it? think so. But yeah. I mean, if I got a 30-year mortgage... Yeah. And oh, you have five off, years you've got to worry about there, yeah. Yeah, and how am I going to pay for... How am I going to save for a pension when I'm still paying off a mortgage? And yeah. that's most of my generation at the moment. My age group would be... The, the pension is not even... We're not even thinking about that. It's either rent or mortgage that we're thinking about or childcare. And can I, so are you, you're working at the moment and can I ask you a, que- a personal question if it's not too personal by the way do you have yep. a pension do you have a pension I'm, I'm lucky enough that I'm a teacher so I'll have a, um, a pension but my husband isn't right okay um, so we're kind of at the moment he doesn't have a pension I, but I'm my pension wouldn't be as great as say previous teachers before us right okay okay so, so yeah, so no, it's not going to pay all the bills, no. No, it won't pay the bills. No, no, no. Right. Okay. Okay. But at least you're not on. You're not going to be on the standard two twenty either. No, so. no, no, no. But my husband yeah. would be, and yeah. two twenty, and the two of us are the same age. So we yeah. only have two years of like him trying to pay off a mor- us to pay off the mortgage. But isn't it terrible? Isn't it terrible that we live in in a world this kind of rat race, financial rat race of a world where you can't look forward to that? You should be able to look forward to being sixty five. Yourself and your husband, you know, off you go, you know, visit the world, travel the world, do a little bit of relaxing, to have a little bit of golf, whatever you want to do. You should be able to do that, shouldn't you? We should, but we know we won't. And that's, I'd say, the majority of anybody in their 30s or 20s at the moment. Mm. We won't be able to do that. Now, at the same time, I don't really want to be leaving work at 65. I like my job. Right. I don't want to be told at 65, right, thanks for your service, bye. I'd like to be given the option of whether going part-time or a couple of hours. Or coming back as a temp or, where, or a fill-in. Yeah. or Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, well, you can do that. I mean, I, I know they do take uh, older teachers back in for subbing and stuff like that, don't they? They do sometimes when we're stuck, but yeah. at the same time, they're trying to get the younger cohort in and I'm sure yeah. I can't complain I'm in that boat at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But it, the flip side is come a couple of years... Yeah. I'll be on the other end of the book. Right, yeah, okay. Because, I mean, there are a lot of 70-year-olds who are teachers who are brilliant. English teachers, whatever, maths teachers, you know, particularly in primary schools. Uh, secondary school, more difficult because you've got to keep up with the changing world. But yeah. primary schools, certainly, where they're quite capable of teaching well into their 70, 75. Yeah, no, I'm secondary, so I'll be, I'm trying to keep up with them, them still. <laughs> yeah, of course you will. What do you teach, Megan? Um, I teach art. Oh, right. Okay. But that's, well, I mean, that's easy enough to keep up with, isn't it? Because it's a skill. Yeah. It's a skill-based subject and it's practical, but there is a lot of changes. and Yeah. The, hit, to, like, uh, the history aspect of it, yeah, of the course. The history aspect, but the course is changing as well. They're trying to make it more practical for subjects, which I kind of agree with anyway. Yeah, yeah. 
but um, I was never good at art in school, anyway. Megan. I'd need you. I I was never good at art. I was. <laughs> I just, can teach you. I, I can teach anybody to draw. I, I just could. Draw. I just couldn't get the perspective right to draw a hand or a face or anything. Like that. I just couldn't get it right. Just it but always looked like a good. Picasso. Everyone is very good at one thing in art. You could be really bad at drawing, but you could be really good at clay. Oh, all right, okay. Well, I do like Marla. Yeah, I love playing with yeah, Marla. Everybody be good at something. You're not You're not bad at art. You just haven't found the right part of it. There you go. Thank you, Megan. Thank you for sharing that with me. And I hope maybe someday we'll meet up and you can give me maybe. a few lessons. <laughs> all right, Megan, listen, thank you very much indeed. Have a lovely day. Thank you. See you. Bye. All right. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.